the vocals <laughs> but you know you know how it's on what up my good people my friends my brethren my sistren y'all already know where we at back in the dungeon with your girl jamiah and you done trip slip stumble fell crawl your way into another episode of the monologue podcast with moi your girl at just jamiah and I'm super excited to be back for episode 20, Dub Club. Dub Club. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, y'all, 20 episodes in. I'm like, I feel like this is a landmark. Is that what I want to say? A landmark? A benchmark? A milestone? This some of that. You know what I'm saying? This is an important moment. Um, It took me a minute to get here. I ain't going to lie. Um, when I first started, I thought I would have been by this point at more than 20 episodes, but y'all know life happens, your girl be busy, but I'm super proud to be able to be here for a 20th time and for y'all to keep rocking with me. Um, so shout out to y'all for sticking with your girl and I'm just super proud of myself. I literally love this podcast so much. I love coming into the studio and doing this and just being able to talk and share ideas and thoughts and what's going on in my crazy ass head with y'all. So shout out to y'all and shout out to me. <laughs> shout out to me. I'm a one man band. Okay. So shout out to the monologue podcast. Happy 20th episode. So, um, let's go ahead and hop right on in. Happy Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving to all of y'all who celebrated Thanksgiving last week. Um, on our last episode, I recorded right before Thanksgiving. Um, I talked a little bit to y'all just about what my Thanksgiving was going to look like for the first time ever in my life. I was not with my own family for Thanksgiving. I was not in Chicago. This is my first Thanksgiving away from home. Um, because I work in retail, of course, I work Black Friday, which started on Thursday on Thanksgiving night. So I had to stay here and work. This is my first off day in six days here in the studio. So I'm excited to just be able to spend my off day recording this. But um, yeah, I talked about what Thanksgiving was going to look like for me, how I didn't know how I was going to be eating, man. I got invited to some co-workers house and y'all know I live in Iowa. Um, you know, what my co-workers look like um, they are, they are lacking in the, in the melanin department, but they cool people. So <laughs> if y'all wondering, I did end up going to one of my coworkers house, my good girlfriend at work. She's super cool. And her family was very, very nice. Now I will say, y'all, I didn't share my plate on social media, um, because it didn't look that good. I ain't gonna lie. The plate, the plate did not look that great to the eye. However, the food was not that bad. The food was not bad. It had seasoning. Um, there were a couple skeptical dishes, okay? I just want to spend a little second here. So I will say that my green bean casserole um, cherry has been popped. I did try it. I was not going to be rude. My mama raised me better than it. Um, I was not going to be rude and just, like, not try the people's food, right? And the food didn't, like... It looked edible. So I did get a little half a spoonful of green bean casserole, and I tried it. Um, I can't say I really understand it as a dish. Still, I don't, 
I don't know if we need that on the menu ever, but it did not make me want to vomit. So I'm going to take that as a win. Um, I, I got a very small portion of it, enough that I know I would be able to finish. So I did eat my little half a spoon that I put on my plate. It wasn't like bad. You know what I mean? It wasn't disgusting. I'm not a big fan of cream of mushroom soup, so I just didn't need that in my life. Um, it definitely looks a lot worse than it tastes, but it was not terrible. So there's, there's that. I probably will never make it requested or eat it again, but I, I did it and I made it. So congrats to me. Um, also there was a dish, there was an interesting dish on the menu, um, here and it was macaroni corn. Now, I don't know what the obsession is with just combining unnecessary things in the Caucasian household, but they seem to really like to do that. It was it was macaroni and cheese with corn in it, like sweet corn. Now, here's the thing. I live in Iowa, right? They put corn in everything. Iowans will put corn in everything. Corn casserole corn pops, corn nuggets, corn a la carte, corn ice cream, corn frozen yogurt, corn chips, corn. It's just the list goes on. Iowans, corn, if they could make corn flavored coffee, which I'm not even going to say that that doesn't exist because I bet somebody didn't try it, but these motherfuckers will literally put corn in anything. So I'm not surprised. I was just confused because there's nothing wrong with macaroni and cheese on its own, and there's nothing wrong with corn on its own. So I just don't understand the obsession with combining things that are just fine on their own, right? Like green beans are fine just as green beans. They don't need the mushroom soup. We don't need to just be dumping the cupboard and trying to concoct. It was interesting. I ate it. I mean, it tastes like... As it tastes like if you put macaroni on your plate and corn on your plate and you decided to put them both on one fork and put it, that's what it tastes like. You know, when you get to the end of your plate, you just got a little bit of everything left. So you just kind of scoop it all that shit up on one fork and just so you know you can get all the flavors. That's what the macaroni corn tastes like. Um, it was interesting. Again, another thing that I don't think I ever have to eat again, but I didn't die. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, I had... All the other just kind of normal things. They had some deviled eggs that weren't that bad. All in all, I survived the Thanksgiving. It was not home. Uh, I definitely was excited when my boyfriend, who left me for dead and went home for Thanksgiving, he came back with like 15 pounds of Thanksgiving food from the crib. So probably like Friday and Saturday, uh, I was just smashing the plates from the crib and got me some good baked macaroni and cheese and some yams and some greens and some stuff and some turkey and some jerk turkey um, and all that. So I'm fine. I survived. I made it. Whatever. Also, I also think us as a community of black people, I don't know if we need to jerk everything. Like, for some reason, we believe that jerking something just makes it better, which some things, but I don't know if we need to jerk 
everything. Me personally, like, I get the jerk turkey and, like, I think jerk turkey is great. But the jerk flavor throws off my taste buds for the rest of the things that's in my plate. Because if you got jerk turkey and then you got the candy yams and then you got the... Sometimes the flavors just be all over because we got the jerk and then we have the other savory foods and the other savory flavors that aren't jerked but they're still flavorful. And sometimes it just causes a bit of a conniption in my mouth. Um, but that's just me. I like regular Thanksgiving turkey um, if it's not too dry. So there's that. But yeah, all in all, Thanksgiving was cool. Um, I had an early Thanksgiving lunch that day. And then, like I said, we went into work and I worked my first Black Friday in retail, which it wasn't that bad. I was super excited. Actually, I was around that store acting a damn fool. Um, but it was cool. Like people were mad that they was coming in. I think the most frustrating part about Black Friday was I worked Thursday night because we opened at like 5 p.m. on Thursday. That's when our Black Friday starts. And then I came back to work Friday morning. And it was this is like the Black Friday was continued on. And people was coming in on like Friday, the actual day, Friday at like noon. Like, you guys don't have any more 60 inch TVs? I'm like, no, we out. She's like, well, it says it was in the ad. I'm like, yeah, but we opened at 5 p.m. yesterday, ma'am. Them was gone by 6 p.m. yesterday. How you gonna try and come into the doorbuster Black Friday deal a whole 15 hours later and think that the most popular thing in the ad, the Samsung smart TV that watch TV for you and that you can jump into and become a part of the TV show on sale for $49.99 down from $1,099.99. How you think that's still going to be here 15 hours later, Sarah? Please don't get on my nerves, okay? You better go back there and get one of them goddamn blankets that we still got and call it a day. So, you know, you had a couple of those. Yes, just, you know, the customers get really emotional when they don't get their things. But other than that, it was cool. I'm tired as hell. Um, retail is tiring as fuck, but I like my little job, so that's cool. Um... And yeah, that's basically it about what we talked about last week. I hope y'all enjoyed y'all's Thanksgiving. I was really sad not to be home with any of my friends. You know, everybody come home for the holidays. So that was kind of sad. But hopefully I'll get to see some of y'all fools back in the city for New Year's because I probably won't be home for Christmas either. Boo-hoo. Wah-wah. Moving right along, y'all. So this week's Grinding in the Trenches. Um, on here on my podcast, I rarely talk about any of the other podcasts that I listen to. Um, but I love podcasts. One of the main reasons that I decided to start one is cause like I literally discovered them. Like I just started listening to podcasts maybe like two years ago. Um, it hasn't been that long, but I just discovered them and I was like, yo, this is dope. Like I would love to do this because I can listen to podcasts. Like sometimes I go through this phase where I won't listen to anything else. Like I won't listen to music when I get in the car or anything. And I'll just listen to podcasts and catch up on all my favorite podcasts and even go back and listen to some of my favorite past episodes for some of my podcasts that I like to listen to. Um, and my go-to, like probably my top, podcast that I listen to and subscribe to right now and who I want to spotlight on my own platform is Black Girl Podcast. Now, if you follow me on social media, you probably didn't see me shout them out or talk about them or mention them or anything like that multiple times. But literally, Black Girl Podcast 
is my shit, okay? Black Girl Podcast is hosted by five women, right? Five dope-ass women who do many different things. Most of them are in the entertainment industry, but a couple of them are on-air talent. A couple of them are behind-the-scenes type. Um, But all these dope-ass women who have worked in entertainment for a little bit in different and varying capacities, but literally... They just get on here and you literally feel like you're on like a six-way phone conversation with your cousins. Like they just be talking real shit about being a black woman and just like the beautiful parts about it, the messed up, the flawed parts about it. They talk about, you know, struggles with mental health. They talk about... You know what I mean? Struggles they might have with men, with other women. They also talk about, like, the beautiful and dope things that they do. They talk about quitting their jobs, following their passion. And they're just cool and super relatable women. It's five different women, so they oftentimes have five different perspectives on different situations. They don't all just like, oh, yeah, me too, me too. But it's just like... I feel like I can identify with a part of each one of these women. So every episode I listen to, it's not like I'm always just agreeing with Gia or I'm always just agreeing with Scotty Beam or, you know what I mean? Those are two of the the five hosts. Um, But it's like, oh, this week, like, I really understand where Bex is coming from or I really understand where Safira is coming from or something like that. They're uh, They're just dope. So, and it's not just for ladies, like, these are some dope down to earth females. So sometimes they talk about like problematic shit that we do as black females and how, you know, sometimes we set one another back. So they have a lot of men um, who listen to and kind of like take notes and just get kind of the insight on our views and things like that. So they're a big inspiration and motivation for me, not just for podcasting because they do such an awesome job and they have such an awesome show, but just as, you know what I mean, young millennial women trying to come up, especially in the entertainment industry. They all live in New York. So, you know, it's like cutthroat there. And they're just dope. If you follow any of them on social media, they're just booked and busy. But they're still, they still just seem like such approachable everyday women. You know what I mean? It's not this like Hollywood aesthetic about them or anything like that. They're just cool as hell. So I definitely recommend like if my podcast is the only podcast you listen to and like the monologue was your introduction to podcasts, listen to Black Girl Podcasts because they're like 50 steps ahead of me. But they're so dope. Um, if you listen to podcasts regularly and you just kind of like the chat cast type situation, just like to hear people kind of talking about everyday issues and talking about current day things, but it's not like, it's not like a, a commentary on everything that's going on in the world. Sometimes they'll talk about stuff that's going on in like pop culture and other times they'll have like guests come in who'll talk about things they'll have they had therapists come in who'll talk about things and they have all just different varying discussions and things like that it's not just like a cut and dry pop culture type show so you just can get so many different things from it there's been episodes where I've literally cried and bawled my eyes out just from how transparent and vulnerable they are with us talking about things they talk about you know what I mean one episode their relationships with their mothers you know what I mean how that affected their lives and or at having a father versus not having a father. You know what I mean? There, there are ladies on there who someone's father passed away. One of them has a great relationship with their mother, with her mother and her father. She comes from a, you know, dual parent household while another one of them father just abandoned them was on drugs. And so, it's all these different lifestyles and they all come from different backgrounds and they mesh and melt so well together that you get all these different perspectives. 
Um, so that's who I want to spotlight this week, Black Girl Podcast, just because I love, love, love them. They have wonderful content. So I'm going to drop all their information in the description box for this episode. But they're at Black Girl Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. So go ahead and definitely follow them. I'm also going to leave all the social media handles for the five women on there because they're dope. So I would definitely recommend, even if you don't become a frequent listener to the podcast or you're not into like just listening to podcasts like that, you only are loyal to the monologue, um, then definitely still follow them because they're just dope women doing great things. And they're always just shouting out other dope women and other dope people in the community. They're very much for the black community. So it's just those would be some great people to add to your timeline. So shout out to Black Girl Pod. Thank you, ladies. If you guys hear this, if you ever hear this, thanks for being an inspiration to me. Um, I stand for y'all. And yeah, that's my grinding in the trenches this week. Shout out to Black Girl Pod. Do, 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 do. All right. And now we're going to move on. We're going to go ahead and park it on Petty Parkway for just a second. I won't be before you long here. Um, But we in the Midwest right now, you know what I'm saying? And we just got our first kind of real snow this week here. We got our first real snow. And so I just want to go ahead and give this Petty PSA out to the folks on the roads, okay? To all of my snow drivers, okay? My snow drivers. Now, there are two different kinds of snow drivers, all right? We have the people who are scared to drive in the snow, right? So we going seven miles per hour, driving in the middle of the road, because you're scared. And then we have... The fast and furious, I don't give a fuck about myself or anybody else drivers who just really think they're in a video game here and we're just bobbing and weaving and going 60 um, down the street with the fresh snow and sleet on the ground. Listen here, people. Listen here. If you have no intentions on driving like you got some goddamn sense when the snow hits the ground, you don't need to be driving. Okay, you need to just park it, hit that Uber. You need to carpool. I don't know if you need to go ahead, just put the keys up for the winter, hop on the bus, call in, just stay home if you need to. But I need y'all to just drive like it's other people on the road who have some place to be. Now, I can't talk, okay? I am, it's not that I'm a bad driver. I'm an impatient driver. So if anything, I will probably be closer to the side of things of the people who kind of drive a little too reckless. However, when it comes to the snow being on the ground, I tend to drive like I have some sense. Now, when it ain't no snow on the ground, even if it's just a little, just a little bit of rain or something like that, I'm still trying to get to where I'm trying to go because y'all already know me. Y'all, I've talked about it on the show before, how I feel about unnecessarily low speed limits ain't nobody getting nowhere going 25 miles per hour we just are not but when it's snow on the ground or when it's just like icy conditions and shit like that you know what I mean I I just give myself a few extra minutes because I know how I am I leave out the house with enough time to get where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there not a minute earlier if I gotta be somewhere at 2 30 and it takes me 19 minutes to get there I'm leaving my house uh at shit 
I'm leaving my house at 2.30 minus 19 minutes, okay? How, the, the exact time it's going to take me to get there. And if it's some traffic or if it's a train, if all that, I'm going to be pissed because that means somebody is now making me late because I, I shouldn't have to plan for no extra time. I shouldn't have to plan for extra time. The traffic should just move how it's supposed to be, and I can be where I'm supposed to be on time. That's how I operate. However, once the winter comes, you know, I'm born and raised in the Midwest, so I know conditions are different. So I, I give myself an extra, you know what I'm saying, seven minutes maybe, a little buffer so that I can slow it down a little bit. But y'all motherfuckers who, as soon as a snowflake hit the ground, you riding on your emergency brake, you stopping four blocks before the red light, you going t- 19 the whole way, you're on the expressway going 45, just enough so you won't get pulled over for going too slow. No, ma'am, uh-uh. You don't need to be driving. You don't need to be driving. You're too nervous. you you one of them people who are just anxious and you think you're going to get into the ditch. You don't need to be driving, mama. Get somebody them keys. Get you a friend. Get you a buddy. I need you to get off the road because what I don't have time for is to be creeping behind you, and then I got to do something crazy trying to get around and pass on this icy-ass road because you just refuse to drive like we all got somewhere to be, okay? Let's just not. And for you motherfuckers who just have nothing to live for, and you're on the expressway going 80 past the semi-truck, you don't deserve anything out of life and you damn sure don't deserve a vehicle because some of y'all really do be driving crazy like that's what really it bothers me when we all on the road and we all trying to drive you know with a little bit of caution and it's always that one person come flying down the damn shoulder because they and they goddamn ford f-150 and you think you invincible you know what always happens a mile later, that'd be the same vehicle that's rolled over somewhere in the ditch. Just slow your ass down, okay? Go 64 like the rest of us right now and just slow it down. Give yourself some extra time. I get it. I understand. I want to be in a rush, but you got to go ahead, pump the brakes, slow it down. Because if one of you motherfuckers make me get in the ditch, I'm beating everybody ass. I'm hopping out the car, mad as hell, rolled over and everything, and we fighting. Period. Period. So that, that's all. I just wanted to give a little petty PSA to the, to, to the drivers out here, to the people, the motorists on the road. If you're too scared to drive in the winter, don't drive in the winter. If, if you have nothing to live for and you want this to be your last winter, um, you take that shit to the country and you drive on the road by yourself. Don't get on the common folk road with the rest of us who got something to live for. We're just trying to get to work. We're just trying to make it. All right? All right. I don't want to have to talk about this again. I'm sure I will have to talk about this again because the winter just now getting started, and we ain't even seen the worst of it. But mark my word, y'all. I said it, and I've let I've let y'all know where I stand on this. Okay. Now, this episode twenty. Uh, last couple episodes, we've been keeping it pretty mellow and things like that. But uh, for the jam session this week here, I wanted to talk about something that just kind of popped up in my head um, last week sometime. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was on Instagram. And well, I'll tell you guys, like probably, I want to say maybe like four or five months ago, I unfollowed the shade room, right? Uh, I used to get on Instagram mainly because I hate the Instagram algorithm and they just show you the same five accounts 
nonstop on Instagram. And so it was like every time I would get on Instagram, all I would see is just shade room, shade room, shade room. Because, you know, I'm messy. I'm petty. So I used to be on there all the time. But um, I had to unfollow the shade room just because... I don't know. The shade room is like, it's cool. It's just always a mess and it's always petty. And it's always just like, I feel like, um, perpetuating just this like nonstop false comparison to life. Like if you're on shade room and you looking at what Keisha K or what's her name? Keisha K or Keisha Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. If you're always looking at what Kiki wearing and who wore it best and bitch stole my look or what Fetty Wap and one of his 13 baby mamas doing and how I just feel like it's giving like it's basically bringing reality TV to Instagram. It's like you don't even got to watch Love and Hip Hop no more. You can just get all the recap and play by play just on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like if it's a reason I stop kind of watching all that trash reality TV and stuff like that because it's just not real. I think it really warps your perception on what real life is supposed to look like. And Instagram in itself, just us normal people, Instagram is just a lookbook. It's just a highlight reel. You know what I'm saying? We post the great things and the wonderful things and the prettiest pictures with the best filters and the best edits and all that stuff. And so it's already all fake, but stuff like shade room and things like that, like the gossip, um, and pop culture sites like that. I kind of unfollowed just because I didn't, I wanted my timeline to have kind of more uh, meaningful content, I guess you can say, which I don't know if I've accomplished that. Cause now my whole timeline is just all Greek things. Cause once you follow one Greek page, then they all follow you and you're following before you know, you're following 50 and then it's probate season. And then all you see are Greek things. So I still really don't be on Instagram like that, but, um, I did that and I really, I really enjoy that like I still like shade room and sometimes I'll like once uh, a couple times a week I'll just go on there and kind of scroll through and catch up on the mess of what's been going on but I like it not being forced on me I like being able to control when I want to indulge in that so I think I say this because I think I was on shade room um earlier last week or something like that and I was just kind of thinking about how like I'm like yo I'm really learning to live with my imperfections and not compare myself and I think as 2018 comes to an end here I've been thinking in this last you know what I mean couple weeks and going into the last month of the year what has 2018 been like for me what does it look like for me what what are the biggest lessons the biggest things I've learned and taken away from it and I think my biggest thing is that I learned how to separate my imperfections from my flaws right because and this was so important to me, and I started thinking about it. Sometimes we oftentimes think that our imperfections are flaws, and your imperfection does not necessarily have to be a flaw. Just because something is imperfect does not mean it's wrong, because what is perfect? Like, no one can be perfect. Perfection is just not even a real thing. It's imaginary. You can't reach perfection, at least in my opinion. And so everything is an imperfection. If no one can attain perfection, everything is an imperfection. And you can still be a totally beautiful, fully functioning, wonderful, noble human being and have imperfections. Um, and then you can have flaws. Then you can have things like character flaws, behavioral flaws. You can have things that are literally wrong and how you operate things that are unethical and moral you know just just being a bad friend or 
speaking negativity and constantly spewing negativity into the world or stealing, cheating, lying, things like that. Just like character flaws that need to be fixed. You know what I mean? Things that have a negative impact on yourself, on others. Those are flaws, right? Imperfection is like, oh man, like I have this, um, this like line across my tooth, right? That I used to be very insecure about and I don't know what it is, but I'm like, oh, my, my, my smile is so flawed because I have this line across my tooth, right? And then I'm like, yo, that's not a flaw. It's an imperfection, sure. My teeth aren't pearly white and perfect or anything like that, but that's not a flaw. That's not something that like, if it is not fixed, I am less than. It, it's not something that takes value away from me. And I think this concept is what I'm kind of starting to to get a hold of. And what got me to this point is that I had to first learn how to stop comparing myself to other people, right? How to stop comparing where I am, who I am, how I look up against who somebody else is, where they are, how they look and what they do and how they move it. I think my biggest example, and I think what really got me to this was somebody had posted something about Gabrielle Union's um, stepson, the younger one, you know, people are always talking about things about, you know, how he's feminine and all this stuff. And somebody was like, oh, you know, as soon as Gabrielle Union um, joined the family, this is happening and all this stuff. And I just commented on it like, that's just a really ignorant comment. And he goes, oh, you know, I knew you would say that because Gabrielle Union is your idol. And I'm like, no, that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because it's an ignorant comment that this woman doesn't have anything to do with how this young man is and there's nothing wrong with how this young man is like people just dig too deep and always messing with kids and the kids just can never be kids which is a whole nother thing but what caught me up when he was like oh I know you would have a problem with it because Gabrielle Union is your idol now y'all know I love me some Gabrielle Union that is my mother's sister best friend all the things she is super dope to me super amazing to me and I am definitely inspired by her and I definitely admire her however she's not my idol I do not have any idols you know what I mean I don't look at Gabrielle Union and be like that's exactly who I want to be and until I am her and until I achieve what she's achieved then I am less than right that's not what I do that's not what I do. I, I don't strive to be Gabrielle. I'm just inspired by her. I like how she operates, how she moves, who she is as a woman. And um, so, but that's one thing that in this year, this past year, since I've been out of college and stuff and really just working on my own womanhood, I have been constantly having to reinforce the idea in my head that you do not have to compare yourself to other people to determine what your value is and to determine how well you're doing in life. It's like, oh, I'm doing good because I'm one step closer to what that person has and getting what that person has. No, I'm doing better because I'm better than who I was yesterday, right? I'm comparing myself against myself. And when I stop comparing myself like that to other people, I start realizing that I had way less flaws than I thought I did. I got a few imperfections. There are, there are a few things about me that are kind of like wonky and, and weird. Like one of my legs is longer than the other ones. And uh, my weight for me this year was a really big thing that I had to tackle. Um, I've always been tall and lean and, and lanky and skinny like my whole life. And then I turned literally like 22 a few years ago and it was just like hips. And I was like, whoa, it was like thighs. And I'm like, hold on calm down it was like oh he'll he got a little love handle little back fat I'm like whoa 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 this is not what I do 
Um, and I struggled with that. I struggled with that because I was like, I want to look like Tiana Taylor. Like, I am a Tiana Taylor type of bitch. I am thin slick. I am all these things. I used to have abs. I want to have my abs back. If I don't have abs and if they ain't popping out of my torso like Tiana Taylor and if I don't, if I'm not cut up like that, then I'm not in shape and I can't call myself, you know what I mean, fit and I can't call myself this and that and, you know what I mean, I'm a soldier, I got to be this. And so I was constantly comparing myself to other people. And I was like, if I don't look like that, then I am not, I have not achieved anything that I've set out to achieve. No more, right? Like, just because I put on a little weight and I'm bigger than what I was when I was 19 does not mean that that's a flaw. That doesn't even necessarily mean that that's an imperfection. It's just a change. I'm just different. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to stop looking at everything about myself that was different from other people as something that was a flaw, right? And I think we struggle with that a lot as millennials and especially as young women and especially as young black women is because we constantly are trying to achieve and seeking out something that somebody already has. And most of the time, that's not even meant for us. It's not even meant for you. You're trying to get something that's meant for them. And so you're not you're not attaining it because it's not meant for you. And so we are defeating ourselves. We constantly feel like, yo, I don't have it. I'm I don't have the it factor. I don't have that thing to get what I need. And it's like, no, because you're not going after the right thing. You're going after somebody else's success instead of going and trying to chase and maintain your own. And I think a lot of times with especially with social media, all this artificial living, we start to think it's very, we start to look at very basic things as flaws, very basic things like, oh, if my waist ain't cinched in a certain way, if my hips and my ass ain't cunt poking out a certain way, then I'm not thick or I'm not this or I'm not small enough or I don't have the look or I can't wear this if my body not like this, like, Nah, you know what I mean? We beat ourselves up so easily, and it's insane to me. It really is insane to me. Um, and I just had to start thinking about that shit like, yo, there's an imperfection, and then there's a flaw. And I just came to the realization that, like, imperfections are things that you very well can live with. Like, I can live with this line across my tooth. I can live with, you know, one of my edges really is a little stingier than the other one. And it's been like this for a long time. I didn't put all the black castor oil on it in the world. One of my edges just don't grow in as healthy as the other side, okay? Is it the end of the world? No. Is it an imperfection? Maybe. Some might say it is, some might say it ain't. And I think what, <laughs> I think the thing that kind of like turned the light on for me the most is that when I stopped comparing myself so much to other people and literally just started trying to, this is going to sound really like corny, but live in my truth more, people started acknowledging me more. Because I think there was such, there was more of an ease. There was more of just like a calmness and and more of like just a happiness and a chill and an ease about how I moved once I became, just more of a comfort like, I am the most comfortable version of myself right now than I think I have ever been. Like, I'm literally just me. But I think the biggest thing is, like, I I am 
a odd combination of like this tomboy girly girl situation because I love to put on clothes I love to look good I love to dress but if I could live every day of my life in sweatpants and a hoodie I 150% would right like 100% that's one of the reasons that I do like Tiana Taylor so much so much because T can bust a look easily you know what I mean super fine she could put a work a gown and everything like that but like on her every day, she literally put on, like, an oversized sweater and some joggers and a dope pair of sneakers and just be good and comfortable and look fly as hell. And that's very much so my aesthetic. But, like, I used to think, I used to think like, uh, you know, you can't show up somewhere in just a hoodie and some leggings or just a hoodie and some sweatpants because I'm not even really a leggings type of girl. Like, I like sweatpants. I like pants. I don't like my pants to be all tight and stuff. If I'm putting on some comfortable clothes, I want to put on some clothes. I got some room a little bit. So some track pants, some joggers, some sweats. Like, ain't nobody trying to wear no tights. And I used to be like, you know, you can't. You can't show up somewhere like that because you got to be girly. You got to be feminine. Like, people are going to think you too masculine. People are going to think you a tomboy. People are going to think you don't know how to dress and all this stuff. And I just wanted to I wanted to be a, the ideal female. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm in a sorority and, you know what I mean, I'm 24 now. So I want to be grown and sexy and all this stuff. And I was comparing how some of my other peers, you know, some of my friends and stuff, my, my I'm like the most down and like, like just chill when it comes to like putting on clothes person in my friends group like the rest of my friends they just like to dress they like to put on clothes they like to put on cute little fun outfits and fur and coats and blazers and dusters and high boots and all this shit and I'm like yo I want to put on a hoodie for sure and a vest and and some tims a hundred percent uh, but I used to not feel comfortable doing that because I'm comparing myself to the other women and to the other average, you know, popping 24-year-old. And I'm like, yeah, they look cute. They look fly. I need to look cute and fly like them. And then I had to get that shit up because, one, that shit got expensive. And I was trying to create a wardrobe for somebody else. And then I just wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to be a comfortable. So once I started getting more comfortable in myself and started realizing just because I'm different, doesn't mean I'm flawed. It doesn't mean I'm less than. I'm just being me. And even if that looks different than somebody else, like that's not a problem. I start becoming more comfortable. And actually people literally start kind of acknowledging me more. Or people are like, oh, sis, you know, I see you glow. Or, or I see you all. I like that fit and all this stuff. When I'm just, in my opinion, looking basic. You know what I mean? I'm not trying as hard to get people's attention. And then, of course, when I'm just being me, it grabs people, people's attention more because people are drawn to genuine people. They're drawn to genuine energy. When you are just being you and when you are just like you don't care who's looking at you, and you don't care if people approve, that energy is like magnetic because it's comfortable because you're not trying to put on something that you're not. And that's important. That's very important. And I think once I realized that and kind of wrapped my head around that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to live in this bubble of who I am. And I'm still going to make it dope and I'm still going to make it fun and everything like that. Like, I am literally, my Twitter, my name on Twitter is Sweatpants Enthusiast. Like, that is my life. I don't have to put on work clothes. If I'm not in, Work clothes or army uniform, nine times out of ten, you're going to see me just like this. Um, how I am right now in the studio in a hoodie and some leggings and some Uggs. 
because I just gave up on comparing myself and trying to be a version of myself that would make other people comfortable versus trying to make myself comfortable. So, yeah, I think that's been the something that was just on my head and a big takeaway, I think, for this past year was just learning how to separate imperfections from flaws. And within that, stop making everything that's different about yourself. Stop trying to turn that into an imperfection or a flaw just because it's different. Because different doesn't mean wrong. It definitely doesn't mean wrong. Different means different. It's not a synonym for wrong. Words mean things, friends. Um, And when it comes down to flaws, like character flaws, I think one of the things I worked on the most this year that I kind of thought was a flaw was I wanted to be a better friend. And I think I talked about friendship um, early on on the show, some of the early episodes, but 2018, I really wanted to be a better friend. And I think that's something that I came into the new year earlier this year. Like I am not the best friend. I don't communicate the best. I have some amazing friends in my life, some amazing women, and they deserve a better friend from me. And so that was something that I feel like I needed to fix that something that if I fix that, it would enhance my life. That's kind of how I identify a flaw. Like, if I don't fix this thing, I am I am preventing myself from elevating. To me, that's a flaw. That's a flaw. Our imperfection is just, yeah, this isn't perfect. This isn't ideal, but I can live with it. You know what I mean? This is this is a shallow thing. This is something that I could change if I wanted to, if I preferred to, but nothing is, this is not a showstopper. It's not the end of the world if I don't change this thing. And I say change and not fix intentionally because imperfections aren't necessarily things that need to be fixed. It's change. Like if I want to change this thing about myself, then I would. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe I want it to be more comfortable in my own skin. Maybe that was an imperfection to me is that I was trying to dress and and fit in with people more instead of being comfortable with myself. Was it the end of the world? Was my life ending around it? No, but that's something that I wanted to change in my life. I wanted to switch it up. So I became intentional about that. Imperfection. Flaw, that's something that's literally, I think, taking away from you, decreasing your value as a person, a behavioral flaw, a character flaw. If you're just an asshole and negative to people all the time and nobody wants to be around you because your energy is so bad, that's probably a flaw. Again, this might not be something that is earth-shattering or that's going to just crash your world, but I think it's something that will have a negative impact on you and how you operate and move around other people. So those are probably more so the things that you kind of want to consider. You want to consider. And those things are nine times out of ten grounded in you. I don't think you find your flaws by comparing yourself to other people. You find your flaws by considering other people and considering how you're affecting yourself and the people around you and not just any people around you the people who matter to you those are going to people those are going to be the people who let you know when you start seeing the people around you kind of move differently or drop off that isn't always due to you but whenever you start to see those patterns you got to take that audit of yourself and be like okay have I been operating or moving in a way that's affecting the people that matter to me the most negatively Possibly, that might be something you want to look at. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I definitely had to do that this year. I definitely had to do that. And there were some things that I knew I needed to fix up and tighten up on on my end, mainly and primarily with relationships in my life, not just friends, but friends, family, loved ones, all of that. Um... 
And so I just spent more time on focusing on those things that were more grounded in myself and not focusing on my imperfections that were grounded in how I was comparing myself to other people. So, yeah, that was on my mind, man. I just, when that came to my mind earlier this week, I was like, man, there's something that I can chop it up with the good homies about at the jam session, you know what I'm saying? Um, let me know. Let me know if that's something that y'all deal with or if you if you view your imperfections and your flaws differently, if you view them, you know, as the same thing, something like that, um, let me know, y'all, because I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to know. Um, but, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the jam session here this week. Um, I'll be back for another episode, definitely before the Christmas holiday. Hopefully, y'all out there... Um, getting your Christmas shopping done early because don't be walking up into these stores now that I am a part of the retail industry. We don't want to see y'all on Christmas Eve coming in here with a whole Christmas list of things that you know we no longer have. So please don't be that guy. Um, But I hope that you guys are having a good holiday season now. We're officially into the holiday season for all you folks that think the Christmas holiday season doesn't start to after Thanksgiving, which I don't believe in, but... We are officially into it now, so we bumping all the Christmas bops for sure from now until Valentine's Day. Basically, it's definitely an extension. Um, it's a winter holiday season, so we bopping the Christmas bops all the way until the snow melts, honey. But I hope y'all having a good week. I'll be back to check in with y'all soon. Um, I'm around the year off with a good a good episode and then coming up in the new year I just want y'all to be on the lookout I want y'all to know that made to make it has not gone away at all um I'm kind of revamping rebranding basically it's a lot of work (laughs) it's a lot of work to maintain a brand and to maintain a platform on your own um made to make it is just my little baby and it's just me I don't really have a team or anyone like that and so I didn't want to continue to just be putting out things that were kind of half-assed in a sense just to say I was doing it. And so I've really been working on some new ideas, some new content, and also just a new way to operate so that it's that I have the consistency that I know I want to have and that you guys deserve. So Made to Make It has not gone away. 2019, be on the lookout for some new things and some new and exciting collaborations, which I'm most excited about with some of my favorite people. So be on the lookout for that for show. Uh, If you don't know where to find me on the interwebs, find me on Instagram and on Twitter at JustJamaya, J-U-S-T-J-A-M-A-Y-A. Um, you can follow me, no, don't follow me on Snapchat. That's just too personal, but you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, if you would like, if you're one of my aunts and you want to find me on Facebook, find me on first and last name, Jemiah Austin. Um, other than that, I don't have nothing else, y'all. I don't have nothing else. So be breezy. Stay warm out there. It's getting cold. Drive like y'all got some sense and I'll catch y'all next episode. Bye-bye.